Haha, <laughs> yes sir. Brand new beat by my boy Christian Pacheco. Want to thank him a lot for helping me out with that. Check him out on Spotify. MP is his name. Got a lot of good songs out. Great up and coming rapper. Go check him out. Hello everybody. My name is Brady Pointer and this is The Point. Been a long week. Been a long week. A lot of news, a lot of sports. Got Mavericks talk coming up. Uh, we'll talk about the QB carousel going on in the NFL. Who's going to land where. Got a couple of names to talk about. Dallas Stars playing some good hockey. And then a big move was made in the baseball world yesterday. So, got a lot to talk about today. Going to start with the Mavs really pissing me off. Uh, not playing well. Four-game losing streak. Lost to the Jazz last night, 120-101. to 101. And it really comes down to Jazz made the Jazz made their threes and Dallas didn't. The Jazz are one of the best, the, the best three-point shooting team in the league. Dallas is the worst. And it was on full display last night. And Luka Doncic is upset. After the game, he had some things to say about the effort. Says he's never felt like this before. It's terrible and some things need to change. Like, this team needs to box out more. and needs to get on the floor. needs to start diving for loose balls. And she needs to show all around more effort. And not just for Doncic, for every, for the fans, for everyone sees it. It's not just Luka that sees it. So it's pretty apparent that this team has a lot of issues to work out. And, you know, the start of the season has been pretty rough. You know, COVID knocked out four or five players for eight, nine games. And Chris Stapps missed the first nine games of the season. So this team hasn't really gotten a chance to really play together. But that shouldn't factor into how hard you're actively playing when you're on the court. You should be playing hard at all times, no matter who you're on the court with. And it's it's becoming a problem. And when you look when you look at how in a, how NBA stars can force their way out of uh, bad situations, like you know James Harden did in Houston, uh, it sets a bad precedent for situations like this. If Dallas can't build around Luca then that's a problem. Like, Dallas couldn't build around Dirk in his final years in the league, and Dallas was bad. They did a disservice to Dirk by not helping him out and giving him players to play around. That's why he took those pay cuts, cause Dallas, so Dallas could do something in free agency they never did. And Dallas was bad Dirk's final years in the league. And if Luka doesn't want, Luka doesn't want to go down that path again, he saw it. He paid it. I'm sure he paid attention to it. And this front office needs to do better in helping him out. And this team in general, his teammates seem to do better as well. I think Chris Stapps is not filling that second score role like they paid him to be like they paid him to be doing. The man is shooting below 30% from three. He his post-up game is confusing. Like he, he just chooses weird times to do it, and then he settles for bad shots half the time. The man acts like just because he's 7'3", he can just turn around and shoot over people, and then he just breaks off the back of the rim. No. You have some footwork. Make a move. You know, Dirk created separation every time he shot the ball. Dirk was taller than most people, and people weren't blocking his shot. Yet, he still created separation to get an easier shot off. Chris Stapps is just turning around and shooting right over people, and they're up in his jersey every time he does it, and he goes off the back of the rim. His post-up game is confusing, and his three-point shot is not falling, and he is not rebounding or defending well at all. So Chris Stapps is not really doing anything well at the moment. Last night, he was horrible against the Jazz. Absolutely terrible in the first half. Had three fouls uh, after the first half. Came into the second half, got two quick ones in the third, and the man barely played the rest of the second half. Got a little bit of time in the fourth quarter, but the game was, game was decided at that point. So really need KP to start doing well. If he continues to struggle, the Dallas Mavericks will not... Be successful this season. If Chris Stapps cannot find his shot, 
and start being a bit formidable in the paint on the defensive side of the court, then he, the Dallas will struggle the rest of the season. doesn't matter what Luka does. Luka cannot do it by himself. He cannot. And, you know, and then if the, if the struggles do continue, you start looking at what, what can this team do to improve. And you think about a lot of things can be improved by just effort, going out and playing hard, going out and playing hard for your teammates, playing hard for your coach. And the coaching situation itself is another thing. You know, Carlisle's been one of the best coaches in the league for a long time, but he does have his issues. He doesn't trust young players. Players don't like coming and playing for Carlisle because just there's been some dynamic issues he's had in the past with certain players, and players don't want to deal with that. Carlisle's not exciting to play for. He doesn't run an exciting style of offense. It can be efficient when run correctly, but this year it's not working out and it's causing problems with the entire team. And for a couple years now, if you would have told me Carlisle needs to be fired, I wouldn't have told you. Because I've been, I wouldn't have been like, that's a bad take. I would have definitely heard out your opinion because Carlisle's got issues developing young players and getting them to be solid role players or starters in the league. And... I think that go that that goes into why Dallas is struggling year in and year out with their younger players when their older players, their veterans, don't play well. They can't rely on anyone younger to come in and step up because one, Carlisle just doesn't trust them. He simply does not. Didn't trust Dennis Smith Jr. to come in. Didn't do a very good job um, developing him. Dennis Smith also had his own issues as well. He wasn't a great shooter, and he wasn't that. His basketball IQ was eh. And so I think that created a lot of problems for him and Carlisle, and Carlisle lost trust in him. And that's, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. is not the only um, example of that, but it was the most recent. And, you know, we, if you look at Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson was good when he came into the league. Okay, well, Jalen Brunson was already good. He already played well his rookie season. He's been playing well since he came into the league. He didn't need to be developed. He was already at that level. Some things needed to be worked on, obviously, but he was already playing at an NBA level when he came into the league. And so Dallas just has a lot of problems they need to work through right now, and it's the question marks all across the board. Now, what does this team do in the trade market? Do they go and get Andre Drummond? Do they fix their rebounding problem with Andre Drummond? No, Andre Drummond can put up 15 points, 15 rebounds a night, and Dallas could kill for a guy like that. But lots, but once again, with the rebounding issues, that goes into heart and effort and want to. And Dallas was the fourth, fourth in the league last season in team rebounding, so most of the rosters return, so this team can rebound the basketball as a team. We saw that last year. It's just this year. It's a bit different for whatever reason. And, and the really thing you can pin it on is effort. If this team would start boxing out on three-point attempts, because a lot of the times it's a three-point attempt that goes off a long rebound and Dallas didn't put a body on the three-point line, and there's you know whoever shot three is just there to gather the rebound again. Or it's they're getting out-muscled down below. And a lot of it has to do with this team is just it's soft too. Like they're not playing physical hard basketball they're playing soft you know they, they went and got players like James Johnson who are supposed to come in and help with the softness that this team sometimes has and it and it hasn't helped he's on more displayed last this year than it was last year and this last year this team rebounded the ball pretty well this year it's not and they're getting bullied in the paint every time someone drives and when you've got two supposedly pretty good rim protectors in Chris Stapps Porzingis and Willie Colley Stein it's frustrating to see this team struggle so much in the paint and overall, they haven't been playing bad defense. It's just when they do play less than great defense, their offense doesn't pick it up either. And their offense has been a whole nother issue because this team can't hit a shot to save their lives. They're last in the league in three-point percentage, but taking the 11th most threes in the league. I know it's middle of the pack, but 
you know, it's still a problem. You know, this team's this team's offense is built around shooting the three-point shot, and they can't hit them at all. And it's not like they're taking bad shots. The shots just aren't falling. Which, if you look at statistics and how trends go, that will solve itself. Eventually, Dallas's shots will start falling. falling. And that just takes a little bit of time and just shooting yourself out of a funk. And I think Dallas will get to that point eventually, but when it comes to the heart and effort, that is that's within the team itself. That's what the team wanted to go out there night in and night out and play hard basketball for the fans, for their teammates, for their coaches, for whoever, for their family, whoever the hell they want to do it for, but they need to stop with this lollygagging bullshit. Go get some damn rebounds. Go get some damn rebounds or you will continue to lose basketball games. Dallas plays the Suns tonight, play at 8, and they just need a win. They need to find a win. Another embarrassing loss like they did the last two nights out against the Jazz. Something will change. Uh, this team needs to go and fix their fix their scoring. Something needs to change. Maybe go get Bradley Beal. Maybe he wants out of Washington. That'd be a more expensive option. Out, you know, other than Andre Drummond would be the cheaper option. But Bradley Beal would do so much for this offense. His versatility on that end of the floor would create so so much offense and create so many opportunities for Luca and Chris Stapps. And when Maxi returns, his shooting will be a bonus. So, you know, Dallas may need to make a move. They may need to show Luca that they're really trying to put pieces around him to win. And going and getting a Bradley Beal would do exactly that. So once again, Dallas, like I said, Dallas plays tonight at 8 against Phoenix and need to find a way to win this basketball game. Need to find a way to win. Cannot take another loss. Moving on to a little football news. NBA, NFL QB carousel to the likes, which we've never seen, will be happening this offseason. Quarterbacks are going to be flying around left and right. A lot of teams changing. Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. Matthew Stafford and the Lions have agreed to part ways with a trade, so they're looking for options. I think that's real interesting. Matthew Stafford's getting interest from a bunch of teams, a bunch of teams, San Francisco, L.A., uh, Indianapolis, uh, L.A. Rams, excuse me, Indianapolis, Washington football team, even I heard the Patriots are interested. So Stafford's getting a lot of calls. The, the Lions are taking a lot of calls on Stafford, and I think it looks like San Fran is a, San Fran's up front right there, L.A. maybe as well. Uh, L.A. can package Goff in any type of trade. It looks like they're looking to shop him. And you know, San Fran would be an interesting place for Matthew Stafford. They play good defense. They have a very, very good coach in Kyle Shanahan. They've got weapons. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ajax had a good rookie season. And I think it would be nice for Stafford to get a nice breath of fresh air. He spent, I think, 12 seasons in Detroit. So it'd be nice for Stafford to get out and go to San Fran, a place where he's got some weapons and he's got a – a pretty competent coach there to help him out. Now it's been his, that's been the issue in Detroit the past couple the past few past few seasons, excuse me, is they haven't had great coaching staff. Stafford hasn't had a whole lot of help and this in in San Francisco he will have it. So that would be very interesting to see the scheme that uh, Kyle Shanahan's able to draw up and let Matthew Stafford sling it. Obviously, and Stafford of course has his own issues, you know, he's on the downward trend of his career. He's 32 years old, I believe. And he's has he has a pretty rough injury history, which kind of bumps his age up a little bit. So that's those are some, those are some things to watch with Stafford. Is just is he is he actually washed? Is he actually washed? And 
you know, LA wouldn't be a bad option either. They they're kind of similar to San Fran. Good coach, plays even better defense, and they've got some weapons on the outside as well. I think I think um, overall San Fran might have better offensive weapons, but LA's got him too. LA's got uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby's a nice tight end. They've got a decent decent running game. Cam Akers is all right. It looks like he might come in and be the starting running back next season. We'll see what happens there. But I don't think LA can put the package, the trade package together that San Fran can. I think San Fran could put together a more enticing package. I think if LA were to trade for Stafford, they would need to send Goff. That would be a part of the deal, I would imagine. But I do think San Fran could probably put put together the better package, especially with the picks. And coming down here to Texas, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he don't want to be in Houston anymore. Doesn't matter who doesn't matter that David Culley is now the head coach. Cully took the job, expecting Watson to stay the quarterback. Watson doesn't want to be there anymore, but the team is still intent on keeping him. So very interesting situation going down in Houston. And you know he wants to go to Miami. If Miami were to be involved in that trade, it'd probably be Deshaun and Tua, and then Miami would probably send a couple of first-rounders. And I, Tua would be a part of the trade, I would, I would assume. I, it doesn't look like... Miami's even sold on Tua. Even during the season with the flip-flopping between him and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then after the season, it still sounded like even players, other teammates and coaches, the front office still wasn't sold on him. So it seems like he's pretty expendable at that point. You know, I would imagine he would be involved in a trade if Deshaun Watson and Miami, if the Houston Texans and Miami were able to make a deal with Deshaun, I would imagine Tua would be coming to Houston. And... I just want to reiterate this. I think that Deshaun Watson is a very good quarterback. But he does have his issues. He doesn't sit well in the pocket, take some bad sacks. His ability to get out of the pocket and make plays, those wow plays that you see, is what raises his value a lot. Because he doesn't have a whole lot of pocket presence. He simply does not. And... He was able to play really well this season because, I mean, he was the only thing they had. And he had a great individual season, but the team itself struggled. They didn't play very good defense at all, and they didn't have much of a running game, and Deshaun really didn't have anyone to throw the ball to. He was able to still make those throws, though, because he's a good quarterback, and I believe he will he will thrive wherever he goes. I think Houston just did a very poor job of building around him, and he got tired of it, as rightfully so. Rightfully so. And uh, also moving on to um, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Dallas needs to pay Dak. Why haven't they paid Dak? Pay Dak. Pay the man. Tired of this. Know what's going to happen? He's not going to be a Cowboy anymore. And then what? Because you ain't going to get a good quarterback at 10. Trey Lance, that's a joke. And what, you're going to trade for Matt Stafford too? Is Matt Stafford really an upgrade over Dak because you want to save some money? Fuck you, Stephen Jones. Pay Dak. All right, got that spiel out. Staying in Dallas. Dallas Stars playing good hockey right now. Moving on to hockey. Yeah, hockey talk. Dallas Stars special team been playing really well. Power play has been awesome. It's been fantastic. Joe Pavelski individually has been fantastic as well. Nine points to four games, four goals, five assists. And the defense has been holding it down really well. You know, this offense has uh, 
had some injuries. Tyler Sagan's out for another month or month or so. Uh, Jamie Benn was having some injuries. He should be back tonight against Carolina. And the defense stepped up. Anton Hudobin, Essa Lindell, Miro Haskinen, Klingberg. They all have stepped up. They all have played really, really good hockey over the course of these first four games. And where Dallas is still... I think I think they they have to make up like th- three or four games because they missed they missed like three or four games because of COVID, and you know that's and the same with Carolina in this game coming up tonight. I think Carolina has played only four games too, so Dallas has played really well. Come out the gate hot, and we'll see if they can continue. If the goaltending and defense continues like it has been, I fully believe Dallas will be contenders this year again. And that when, and they're only going to get better. Tyler Sagan will come back. Ben Bishop will come back. You know, get that goaltending tandem of Bishop and Hudobin going again. And Dallas may be very, very dangerous in the West this year if they're able to remain healthy, get healthy again, keep keep healthy, and then make a run in the Stanley Cup Finals with on the back of that defense and the goaltending because that is what gets you through the Stanley Cup playoffs is defense and goaltending. And... Moving on to baseball. Yep, baseball's still around, folks. Uh, Nolan Arenado got traded last yesterday from Colorado to St. Louis. Uh, and this was a big get for St. Louis. They really didn't give up too much. And they got an all-star, a gold glover, who will do a lot for that hot corner over there in St. Louis and a lot for St. Louis's chances in the NL altogether. And it's a pretty confusing trade because Arenado had six years left on his deal, so his market wasn't that robust because of his contract size. So that's why he, Colorado didn't have a lot of leverage, didn't have a great market for him, and plus he had already wanted out of Colorado in the first place because he feels they did a poor job of building around him. So that's why Colorado didn't have any leverage in this trade, and St. Louis was able to get them to help out so much and helping out in a way of paying $50 million of Arenado's contract. Arenado still had six years, $199 million remaining on his contract, and Colorado's paying $50 million of that. Also, Nolan's having to waive his no-trade clause. He's having to defer money. And so this all that means that the MLBPA, the Player Association, is going to have to sign off on this trade and approve it because Arenado is deferring money. Now, when Aaron, now with the contract that Arenado will be going into St. Louis with, St. Louis is tacking on an extra year after 2026. So St. Louis will technically have him for seven years. That seventh year will be at 15 million, and they're reinstating the no trade no trade clause he's having to waive, and they're also adding in another opt out that. Arenado had in his contract with the Rockies after 2022. So this is pretty, pretty uh, complex deal going on here just because of the money that was moved around mainly. Uh, St. Louis will only owe Arenado $25 million over the next six seasons. So a really good deal for St. Louis. Didn't give up too much. Biggest name they gave up was left-handed pitcher Austin Gomber. He had a pretty decent season in a swing role last year for St. Louis, so he'll probably step in and, and pitch immediately in the majors for the Rockies. And I think St. Louis really did well here. They think they really did well. They got a very nice, they got a very good player, Gold Glover All-Star. They got Yachty back, got Wayne Wright back, and they're looking to make a run in the NL this year. And I really do think they're going to be very dangerous and very, very tough to get rid of in the National League. That's it for the point today. Thanks for listening. Please like, please share. 
And I really do appreciate it, y'all, so much. And I'll see you next time.